name is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And I'm getting ready for uh, some Mavs Suns tonight. I'll be on the patio. There's another man that's joining us now who will be at the site. And, Chuck, I can't help but think back on I, – I was with the Dallas Morning News and in town on the eh, 2006 – on the way to getting in those finals. And that would have been Steve Nash's Phoenix Suns. And, I mean, I just remember all of that. Are you, are you enjoying yourself in, um, in the Scottsdale, the greater Scottsdale, Phoenix area? I mean, it, it is uh, – it's not – I don't think the heat has, has, has gotten oppressive yet. By, by the time that series happened, the heat had already moved in. How are things out that direction? Is Chamber of Commerce weather in Phoenix, Arizona? It's perfect. It is, nice. it is a high of ninety-four, low of sixty-four. Uh, it's the sun is out. I've been by the pool the last three afternoons. I mean, what could be bad? And there's basketball thrown in. Are you putting the sunscreen on? Are you are you making sure yes. you got like SPF fifty or something like that on? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, it's, uh, I, I, it's I, I appreciate you looking out for me, though. <laughs> the last the, what I remember is Dwayne Price got a spider bite at the at the resort where we were all staying. I don't know where you were. You were with the team, I'm sure. Yes. But uh, but we were in 2006. We were at a Scottsdale resort, and uh, we all had various. We all had our own hot tubs out back. Except Chuck Carlton did not have as good a situation, but it was uh, there were some interesting activities, and I remember playing some tennis and it being very very hot. But listen, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Did you see the other night? I saw some of your Twitter comments. I mean, you didn't get you you don't you weren't swayed maybe like I was with the late comeback. They cut it to six with a minute left. Uh, it, it was still they just didn't play well. But again, they lost that game one to Utah. How are you kind of feeling? You've been around the team. What's the feeling? It certainly doesn't seem like to me there was anything that happened the other night that would have like, I mean, they would have liked to played better. But I, di- I didn't think it was like the end of the world. Oh, my gosh, the series is over. How, how are you kind of feeling heading into game two tonight? And, 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 I, and I would say that, too. Uh, I, I do think there's a lot of the skies falling. Oh my God, they lost. They lost the game. And they lost like this. And Phoenix shot 60 percent for three quarters, and you know, kind of took their foot off the gas in the fourth. And you know, Phoenix really gets into a tight game where they got to play hard. The Mavericks don't have an answer. Uh, I'm not seeing any of that, and I'm certainly not seeing any of that from an attitude standpoint from the Mavericks. Uh, you know, th- their history, their playoff history, even as checkered as it's been, the one area where they've been pretty close to spotless is in playing game twos. And especially after playing game two, after losing game one on the road, they've been very good uh, in that situation. Uh, not the, you know, uh, when they lost uh, game one against Miami in the finals, they won game two. When they lost game one uh, in San Antonio, they came back and won game two. When they lost game one by 38 to Oklahoma City in, in 16, they came back and won game two. Uh, so, I mean, th- this, is, this is not foreign territory for them. And obviously it happened in the Utah series as well. And I, I, I know uh, from the, their thinking that they're going to be good tonight. Now, again, is that good enough to win? I don't know. That's why we're playing the games to find out. I mean, Phoenix is a load. There's a reason why they won 64 games. There's a reason why they were eight games clear of everybody else 
uh, in the NBA this year. Uh, the, the Mavericks have their hands full tonight, and they have their hands full in this series. But uh, listen, that, that's what this is all about. This is taking on the challenges and trying to answer them. Yeah, Luca was great the other night. You know, forty-five points. You know, there are always going to be some turnovers, but uh, I mean, he's got to have more help, and we know it. Kaliba did his part. Um, I thought Dorian Finney-Smith, obviously from an offensive standpoint, was okay. Brunson, uh, like it or not, we now measure him differently, even than we did like a month or two ago. And I mean, thirteen points just doesn't cut it. I mean, he had that incredible streak of of the most 20, what, 20 point games with, with two turnovers or fewer. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. It was like, you know what, Matt, it's not, it's not even the the 20 point that he's got to score 20 for them to win. It's again, it's just being efficient. He was six of 16 for the 13 Mm -hmm. points. That was, that's what was bad. No, if he makes a, if he makes a couple more shots that, you know, ones they normally makes at the rim, well, you know, things are probably looking a little bit better for him than, than they did. But he wasn't good, okay? He wasn't good. Bullock wasn't good. Uh, and Dinwiddie wasn't good. And those three have to play better. There, there's there's no getting around that. I mean, they, you know, the, the Mavericks are, are not the type of team that are good enough to just, uh, you know, allow Luka to score and then, and then everybody else just stand around and watch him score. And frankly, I think Phoenix is more than willing to let Luka score 45. As long as he doesn't become a passer, you know, you, you, uh, you know, you alluded to, to Steve Nash playing with, with the Suns against the Mavericks, you know, back in 05, uh, there was a game in Dallas. I think it was game four of that series that uh, ultimately Phoenix won in six where Nash went for 48. He, Nash, he's not, a, he's not a score. He's looking to pass. And Luca really is looking to pass. And, and guys then have got to be able to take advantage of those opportunities and those guys did not, for the most part, do a good enough job of that the other night. So uh, that's, you know, they, they got to get better there. They, they definitely have to, you know, get better at the start of the game. You can't fall behind 15 points in the first seven minutes and expect to come back uh, on the road against that team. Uh, it's one of the few times all year where the Mavericks looked as if the situation was a little too big for them. Uh, and they finally got themselves settled into the game, and they they really did play okay for for a lot of the game. But they were just they weren't uh, they were just having too much ground to cover. Uh, so I think to, I think tonight's going to look a lot different, and uh, hopefully it looks a lot different because if it's the same thing as Monday night, that's not going to be good at all. Yeah, yeah, I think it will. I think they'll come out, and I think there's going to be a different uh, uh, level of intensity from the Mavericks earlier. Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs, who is on the scene in Phoenix for this thing. And, um, man, it, it's a uh, – it's just a – it's an incredible atmosphere out there. Tell me, did you – when Aiton came into the league, we know where he came from uh, and we know what we thought he was going to be. Is is he already getting to a point – are you surprised kind of where he is right now? I mean, what's, what he's doing offensively, I thought he was going to be a rim runner – um, you know, protect the rim, do some good things, but now he's starting to knock down uh, perimeter shots. Which are, uh, he's been able to do that. Yeah. He was able to do that at Arizona too. Uh, I love DeAndre Ayton, and I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a fan of centers. I'm a fan of the big. I think I know. playing as big as possible is usually a recipe for success. Uh, but. Uh, you know the way the NBA is. I mean, you've got you've got your centers have got to be able to pop out and hit. Now he's not he's not necessarily shooting threes, but again, that team doesn't necessarily shoot threes. 
And that's what I think it, it drives the analytics people crazy. You know, I'm reading Zach Lowe today in, in the ESPN, and he's like completely freaked out that the Suns are as good as they are, not playing the way the analytics people generally would want teams to play. Uh, they shoot a lot of mid-rangers, and, and Aiton does that. You know what? And Aiton's good in the low post. He knows how to punish uh, a mismatch, especially when he, when he catches it on the block. Uh, he's a good finisher around the rim. Good, and look, he's shooting 68% in the playoffs. Shot 63% this year. Average is a double-double. I mean, it's exactly what you would want an overall number one pick to do. He, he's done exactly what he was supposed to do. Now, again, he's not as tran- uh, transcendent or as, uh, you know, uh, just as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, the, you know, the uh, fireworks type of player that, that Luke mm-hmm. is. You know, he's, he's not going to bring down the house like that. But he's a damn good player. And, frankly, he's the one player right now that the Mavericks don't have an answer for in this series. I think they can somewhat deal with Booker. Did okay the other night, held him to 7-20. No, Paul is just a pain in the butt, especially in the fourth quarter when you know the game's close. Guy just knows how to make plays. But I think they know how they want to play against him. Against Aiton, because of their lack of size, they really don't have an answer for him. And I'm curious to see what it's going to be like tonight. They have to hope it's like the fourth quarter when he went 0 for 5 from the floor. Yeah, you got one guy that's big enough to deal with him, but they never put him in the game. And Boban, uh, he is in a lot of good commercials. Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, uh, who's getting ready to cover that Mavs Suns game tonight? Uh, it, it's it's going to be I, there's there's so many uh, Chuck fascinating you know matchups in this thing. I think it's going to end up being a long series. Um, Luca tonight is there any is there any feel? And you've been to these shoot arounds and everything. Is he is he? I mean, obviously forty five points. I mean, what he and John ja Morant are doing. By the way, just to take an offshoot here real quick. Morant, are you just are you just like as stunned as everybody else? I mean, I we knew he was athletic, we knew he was great, but you never know how they're going to do, like in great playoffs. Sometimes it takes guys like a couple of years to get ramped up for the playoffs. This guy's already like sort of doing it alone. Uh, I mean, is is that one of the most remarkable things you've seen in a while? You know, watching that last night. Well, how's he any more remarkable than what Luca's done in the playoffs? I mean, seriously, I mean, Luke is, Luke is averaging four one-hundredths of a point fewer than Michael Jordan. Now, granted, he's played only 17 playoff games, and there's more to come, and I, I don't think – I don't know if that is sustainable. I shouldn't say I don't think it's sustainable. I don't know if it's if it's sustainable because uh, Luca, Luca does Luca things. Uh, I think what we should be uh, thrilled about as NBA fans is that these guys at such a young age uh, and playing in such pressurized situations – are completely unfazed by it. It, it, the, the, The moment is not too rich for them. In fact, in many ways, it's what they live for. And the fact that Moran could finish like he did last night and score the team's last 15 points uh, in a game that was highly charged, uh, really from the get-go, after uh, you know what Dylan Brooks did to Gary Payton and what uh, you know Draymond Green has done in this series, it's it's been uh, you know it's been pretty wild stuff already. And for for Moran to be able to do what he did. What Luca was able to do against a you know a Suns team that was ranked the third in the NBA in defensive rating, he just basically torched them. I mean, he was just pretty much did what he wanted to do. Uh, it, it's it's fabulous to watch. It really is. But as you said, I mean, Luca can score forty five, and he can get forty five whenever he wants, pretty much. But it's on the other guys to make sure that they are available. And when when their turn comes, they've got to be able to produce. 
Yeah, and you know, Kleba's doing some of that. I mean, he he had not been shooting well, and then he, in that last series toward the end, he starts knocking it in. It's amazing what confidence uh, can do for you. I mean, I it, that that's a player right there. I mean, that corner three and what he's able to do um, is is just enormous. And you well, know, I you I, know, but the the, th- the thing about Max is, you know, there are games where again, like games two and three against. Uh, against uh, Utah uh, and and this game the other night uh, against Phoenix, you know, obviously it's lights out. And the other th- and the other three games, you know, uh, or four games that he's played, not not so much. And again, he he's he, he, you you, don't, you can't really count on him to do what he did the other night. What where they got hurt the other night was you know the fact that Brunson wasn't efficient. It's not necessarily that Brunson didn't score 25 or anything like that. It's just that Brunson was not efficient. And I think really, I mean, he's the guy I'm looking at more than anyone else because Kleber can run hot and cold. Dinwiddie can run hot and cold. Uh, Bullock doesn't necessarily get a lot of shots, and he was in foul trouble the other night, so he wasn't going to get a whole lot of shots. So, uh, I mean, you know, everybody, they, they do all have to be, at least some of them have to be on. You know, of of those supporting cast players, if they're all on, then the Mavericks have a, a fantastic chance to win the game. But Luke just can't do that alone. Brunson's the most likely guy to be able to uh, respond alongside him, just because he's been so ridiculously consistent all year long. I mean, the, what what he did the other night was definitely the uh, that that was the uh, exception rather than the rule. Yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping that that was uh, just an unbelievable performance. And we know the Suns are great, but like I was looking at some of those defensive rotations that they were showing, and Aiton was tremendous. Like the way they were, the way they were handling defensive assignments and some of the things they were doing against the Mavs. Like I, I, I just don't, I don't think of everybody. I mean, we saw what they did against Gobert, and they were in, 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 and they put they put the Utah in some bad situations. And I think they're capable of doing that to Phoenix. But Phoenix, I think what we realized the other night, it was a huge step up in in competition. It it, it was a it was Absolutely. just an enormous and and I think it 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 startled them. And as you said, they settled down, but it may have been too late. And tonight they need to kind of rise to that level early on. All right. Well, uh, Chuck, always fun and uh, appreciate. It. We'll be listening to you on the call tonight. That's uh, uh, ninety-seven-one, the Eagle. And, uh, and that'll be great. And just uh, have, a, have a great time out there. It's going to be a fun series, and I think they do. I don't know if they win tonight, but I think, I think, they, I think there's a different level, and I think this thing's going to come down to, uh, to you know, very close at the end. Appreciate you having me. I think it's going to be a blast. And then can't wait to get this series back to Dallas and just have the American Airlines Center be bonkers for two games on Friday and Sunday. Yeah, and by the way, six Baylor Bears in the NFL draft. Okay, I'm uh, sorry to say none, none for the Longhorns, but I did want to add that at the at the end here. Why? I have nothing to do with the Longhorns. I don't see you know, That's not my team. No, I'm sorry. Your son used to used to love the Longhorns and yeah, bring that my, up. So son. maybe that was my maybe. son is not on the air right now. I am. I know. I know. Pass it along to Jeffrey. I'll I'll text him as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no. The the uh, the Bears. We just been and, excited uh, I, about. I did see uh, Scott Scott Drew was in attendance on Monday night uh, along with uh, several other uh, Big Twelve basketball coaches who were out uh, for the for their spring meetings in Scottsdale. So uh, 
uh, the, the league was very well represented. Yeah, bottom line is if Ish Wainwright is in this game, it's either it's it's not a probably not a good sign for the Mavs, but he's actually he's a good story. And uh, and by the way, Nikki Collin, the new Baylor women's coach, was also in the building the other night. So uh, so some Baylor luminaries on the scene. You and Brad have a great call, and uh, really appreciate it, Chuck. Thanks for having me, Matt. Take care. Have a good one. All right, there he goes, Chuck Cooperstein. The Dallas Mavericks, the voice of the Mavs. Okay, we continue 